Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm living the dream. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. You sound like you have to think about that. You're like, how am I doing? Yeah, it was a good question, actually. It's one of those, like, <laughs> you just, I just, I wasn't sure at the moment, but. Yeah, I, yeah. I like to go straight for the throat with those tough ones, you know? Absolutely. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Can't complain. If I if I if I did complain, nobody would care anyway. So I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, I got to figure out how to get our our rap songs to upload. I'm telling you, people have been lining up outside my house, screaming, throwing rocks because they want those song clips. I know. I gotta. I gotta. You know what I'll do when we get back to work tomorrow? Um, I'll I'll do it then. Excellent. We'll do it together. Let's we're a team it. here on the Stilling Podcast. Absolutely. Um, speaking of teams, we need somebody to like listen to these podcasts. Like, where you guys go? Like, where'd you go? Uh, we appreciate all twelve of you that have been consistent, but yeah, like be better, people. I'm just gonna start sending this to like, I don't know, like world-renowned people. Just spam people's emails. 100%. Tag everybody. Ooh. Get what it. we got a Twitter for? Get we it. wrestling that happened uh the state championship somerville wrestling went to the state championship against fort mill at drear high school we me and the girls made the trek down um and or up i guess you would say and um man heartbreaking loss somerville lost 34 32 if they would have got a pin in the last match it would have tied it at 34 34 and because of a really cool sounding rule that I don't know the name of. Uh, Coach Tucker told me the other night at the baseball field um, that because of rule 10, something, 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 they would have won the state championship because in a tie, whoever won the last match wins the whole deal. So that's, Ooh. that's just terrifying. It's heartbreaking. That's also a controversial way to win though. Six minutes of trying to pin this kid, and I mean the whole six minutes. I don't think uh, wrestling's tough to watch, man, because I don't. I think I got to work out during it because you don't breathe, you're tense. It's um, it's a hell of a show. Oh yeah, even for the coaches. Oh, for sure. So the, they the uh, they come up just short, thirty four, thirty two loss. Uh, you know, lower state champions, uh, overall state champion, runner up. And um, and we have a lot of guys um, qualified for the individual state championship, so that's awesome. And and we're gonna work on next podcast getting uh, Coach Sass in, um, yeah. talk to Coach Tuck as well about maybe coming on one night. Um, so that that'd be cool. I'm excited for it. 
Not only that, the basketball team is uh, both basketball teams, the Lady Wave and the boys varsity basketball team are now in round three of the South Carolina uh, State playoffs. Um, the girls will be at Stratford High School at seven o'clock when this podcast drops tonight. And then um, we'll be the boys will be at home at the firehouse at seven, taking on Goose Creek, and that's going to be a packed house, man. We had a packed house when we had Goose Creek at Goose Creek for a TV game. Um, that was cool. Um, another TV game tonight, uh, tonight, so they're just going to show up and tip the ball up and run it, and let's go. That's that's awesome. Um, I wanted to add a quick other quick quick little for the Ville too. For sure, I'm not a Gamecock guy, um, but Cole Messina. Former the Somerville player. The goat Comes moves. Up uh, just great guy, great family, um, huge part of the Somerville baseball scene. And he comes up with two big home runs and a complete rout of um, UMass this weekend. So he hits his first college home run, I believe, on, on day one of the season and then ends up with a second one yesterday. So And they were absolute nukes. Oh, yeah. Dude, for you, for you uh, new heads out there that are all about technology in the baseball world, um, dude hit a 409-foot shot um, with a 20-degree launch angle. That's a line drive. That is a line shot 409 feet off the batter's eye. Um, mm-hmm. Kid's just a stud. I tried to and, and I love it. He sits, there, he sits there and watches it as if like it may have a chance to not go out like he's wondering. Like, yeah. dear Lord, those balls were just launched. Yeah. I, th- I think at this point in his career, though, he's actually just like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and enjoy this. Look how far I hit that summer gun. Oh, yeah. Especially coming off of, of his summer. Obviously, he, you know, I don't think he put up the numbers he wanted to last year in his freshman season. But, right. you know, you got you to gotta scratch and claw for that uh, play in time freshman year. And then he's just building off that momentum from his summer season. So, Just like Sonny Six Shooter, who could sling that bia. Uh, oh, Messina can, uh, swing that BI. Oh yeah. Off the rips, man. Um, let's, let's go. What so many rule changes to baseball. Um, what are your thoughts on the bigger bases? Uh, the pitch clocks. I saw a college kid the other day at Texas. He got called out because he didn't get back in the box by a certain clock time. And it was strike three. Um, ghost runners in extra innings in the major leagues on second base is now a legit thing for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, what, 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 what are we doing? What's, what's, I'm not going to make you, I'm not going to try to sway you one way or the other, but what's your take on, on all these changes? You can't also, let's talk about banning the shift as well. I, that's, that's my big one. Um, I'm not a fan of banning the shift. Um, I've, I've always said, you know, baseball is like a chess match. And although it, it may take away from some of the excitement that, you know, you can have guys lined up perfectly in a certain spot on the field and they'll end up retiring a guy every at bat, it's impressive to watch. And I mean, you got to think you got, you're probably taking away somebody's job in the analytics department because uh, like how, I've I, I played baseball all my life. We've been around it all our lives. And it still baffles me that they can place these guys in the exact right position. And it just, it works. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I mean, my thing is when you have, uh, you're playing MLB the show, they have a huge shift on you as mm-hmm. a, as a lefty. Um, you know, 
you just let the ball get super deep and push your little um, stick over to the left and press X, and you're trying to hit the ball down third baseline because there's nobody there. It's an automatic double. Um, we, you can do that. We just we, we're just not disciplined as hitters. We're not, we're not disciplined as hitters, and we complain enough, just like quarterbacks complain. So they change all the rules in football. I think it's a, a catastrophe that we no longer can sh- put a shift on. Well, Freddie Freeman, I mean, he's a perfect example of someone who he has made his money based off of learning to hit against the shift. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but I mean, to this day, I believe him and his father go out and hit off the tee, you know, hitting it both ways, just every every part of the field, just hundreds of balls a day. And, you know, on one hand, um, I'm wondering if that's going to kind of decrease his production a little bit. I mean, he's a dude. There's no doubt, you know, MVP winner, World Series winner. But as a Braves fan, I'm a little excited. I I look at um, Matt Olson. Apparently, he lost the second or third most hits in the league last year due to the shift. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll it'll definitely, you know, we'll we'll see that increase in in runs per game. It'll it'll be exciting, but I just feel like they're trying to control the game a little bit too much. One hundred percent. And um, my my big thing is is the the pitch clocks and and all that stuff anything that's trying to speed the game up i get the bigger bases is for safety and stuff but like i mean whatever we've had guys collide forever like nothing's going to change um but the the pitch clocks uh whether it's the hitter getting in the box or the pitcher has to throw it before a certain time and it's called a ball or whatever it's you know that's been the thing there is no clock in baseball that's what separates it makes it so beautiful as i get older that's why I've always loved basketball more than baseball. I was just, um, I'll say it on here just because it's true and it's funny. I'm six foot and white. You know what I mean? I couldn't run yeah. with the big boys. You know, I can't go in the lack of shoot. But um, but that's why, you know, I took the basket, the baseball route. But as I get older, man, I love going to a basketball game way more than a fo- yeah. uh, baseball game because there's a clock, you know. But when you're at the baseball field, you never know what's going to happen because it's nine to two with one out in the fifth. Well, the two, it's been two and a half hours out here. We could wrap it up, but then that team comes back and wins 12-10. You know, you just, you just never know. So I, I don't like the clocks. I don't like anything being rushed in the game of baseball. I think every game has its own entity of a pace, and it all, like, the universe, the baseball universe creates, like, its own pace per game. Some are fast, some are slow. Um, but we were at a uh, – we were at Shipyard Park about four years ago, um, watching BP play and um, it was they went to extra innings and they put a man on second base in extras and we're all like what's going on oh, and, no. and uh, it was it was a man on second with one out too at that point and I was like what that makes zero sense because now it, you would put him put him on second to bunt him over and then a base not gets him in mm-hmm. you know, so now you're you triple or no it's top gun top gun tournaments it was man on second one out and all you bunt him over is two outs. It kind of defeats the purpose. But this ghost runner thing at second is uh, is odd. I don't like it. I understand why. Um, but at the same time, concession stand people, man, they they be still selling beers and hot dogs if if you you know if you go into fifteen uh-huh. innings. Well, it's it's crazy to me because let's let's play a quick little game of Family Feud. So when I tell someone or I ask someone, do they like baseball? I'm thinking of a response I typically get from the people who aren't, you know, the guys who have played or coached or anything. What's the number one answer you get from people when you ask if they like baseball? Baseball's boring. 
Yep, and and they say I love going to the games, but on TV, like I don't watch it on TV. Uh, it's too slow. It's boring. Yeah, my thing is if I'm going to a game, I'm fully ready to sit there for three hours. And if we go to extra innings, I'm looking for the guy that is high fiving me, screaming, "Let's go free baseball!" Because you are one of my new best friends. Yeah, I, I will sit through you know a 15 inning game. And and it's absolutely and it's it's crazy to me that um, once you get to the park, you, you don't under like people don't understand the nuances of it, the the small mm-hmm. things. I'm the first one to say I am deemed the wizard of baseball in South Carolina and North Carolina, and I'll be the first one to tell every kid, every parent, baseball is boring. You're right, it is. You go stand there for three hours, but it's, it's a smart man's game though. Exactly. It's chess. It's a chess match. It's a checkers game. Like you said, baseball is in fact boring to the, to someone that doesn't, you know, appreciate all the little things. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, it is what it is. If you don't want to come, don't come. You know what I mean? But if, if you, if you enjoy coming out getting a hot dog, watching the smelling the grass here in the, the, I don't know, man, just the ballpark noises. And, um, man, I gotta, yeah, I'll tell you that one off air. Um, I'll make a note. But um, but yeah, just just all the little nuances of the game, you know. I don't know why we're trying to speed it up. It, it's been called America's pastime forever, um, mm-hmm. and and it's taken over by international guys who are better than most Americans, um, you know. Right now, because they're they're you know home run off island, home run off island. If I hit home runs and mm-hmm. get off the island, I go make money yeah. in America. Exactly. Uh, so like, let's 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 dial back all the changes. And let it keep ha- let 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 the game be the game. Well, my you know, so we practiced today and we had an inner squad for for our JV guys, and that's again what I appreciate about our program. You know, an inner squad, the one goal is really to get better. It's not to win. Right. Um, obviously, you want to win, but that's what I love. You know, my boys on Team Gold, we we pulled out the five three win today, but during this game, the scoreboard's not even on. But, you know, every situation, you know, there's a runner on there's a runner on first here. And I've got players coming up to me, you know, coach, give them the call for the hit and run, this and that. Like, the boys want to get better. They want to play that chess match because that's what baseball is. Uh, yeah. And, and I think the, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, man, we could, we could talk for seven hours on, on baseball. We'll have a, just a baseball night. So, mm-hmm. But let's, uh, um, you know, as soon as Rob Manfred got the job and called the the World Series trophy a a hunk of a piece of metal, um, we knew we were doomed. And uh, if you guys listen to the Forgotten Eagles podcast with um, one of our last guests, Jeff Fry, a former major leaguer, um, he has a great little 10 minute rant on um, Rob Manfred and and the changes to the game and what's ruining uh, baseball. Baseball always be around, but, you know, I would like for. Oakley to be able to watch real baseball, not some tailor-made something that um, doesn't even resemble what you and I know, you know? So so let me ask you about a rule change that happened, God, I don't even know how many years ago it was, um, but the All-Star game determining home field advantage. I think that's a catastrophe as well. Thank you. Um, because that, that just, you know, the guys are – 
it, it makes no sense because if you're going out and you're playing with guys you've never played with now, baseball is not a team sport. I'll be the first one to say that again. And I'd love an argument from anyone on that, but it's not a team sport. If you, each individual does their part, then the team probably will win on the scoreboard. But, mm-hmm. um, you're going out there with guys you never played with. You got some guys in there that are only in there. They've had terrible seasons. They're only in there because of their name. They had great seasons prior. Miguel Cabrera stuff, you know. Pujols mm-hmm. was an all-star this year. Now, I know he may have been deserving this year, but, um, you know, the two years before he wasn't, you know, and there was a reason. He was declining. He was getting older. Um, and, and, although, and although he did step up and surprise me and a lot of people in the Home Run Derby, he had no place in the Home Run Derby. Absolutely. And now, so now we're, we're basing the biggest thing in baseball sports um, or baseball competition to be based off of a show. And, you know, you might as well just flip a coin, you know. And- I mean, it's more fair the way. I mean, you, you could have, you know, typically the American League, I know historically they've, they've won the All-Star game, you know, at least in my lifetime, a lot more. Oh, oh, oh every time. But, but if you have an 84 team or an 84 win team from the AL go to the World Series, against a 110-game winner in the NL. And I'm that NL team, and and I'm, you know, one of the reasons I'm losing is because I don't have home field advantage. Obviously, that's not the whole story. But, you know, who's to say that that 84-win team, you know, even had more than one player on that all-star team? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So the only, the only rule change that I actually am on board with will probably shock a lot of people is the fact that, I like the universal DH. I like the DH. I hate the story. Some some of you guys will know what I'm talking about. Some won't. But I hate the story of the guy on the boat missed a phone call when he was fishing. And then all of a sudden, the American League got a uh, in, inherited the DH rule back in 1982 and all this stupid yeah. crap. I mean, these if we're, if we're saying – if we're going to these travel tournaments and – 12-year-old parents are saying, telling me that their son's a PO, then obviously let's just have a DH for him and make the game – let's, let's have a little more chance to hit the ball. Like if, if uh-huh. everybody wants to be a PO, a pitcher only, then just shut up and let I, – I like the universal DH. I do because it, it, nobody wants to see Marcus Stroman hit. Like, come on. But then you got these guys, um, you know – a lot of these references, I'm going to use Atlanta guys or Georgia guys, like y'all know. I mean, I watch my teams more than other teams. Madison but Max Freed. Throw in Max Fre- Mad Bum, yeah. But Max Freed, the dude is typically brought in, you know, he's been brought in to pitch hit and pinch run in games where there are still position available or position players available on the bench. It's crazy. I remember well, a game, I-, I think last year, the year before, he comes in, it's a pinch hit double. Yeah, you don't There's have still to two use or three the guys on the bench. You don't. Yeah. If, you can. You can let your pitcher stay and hit. You can like. You can do that. So I do. I like that rule. And yeah, yeah, if your pitcher can hit. If if I had Mad Bum in twenty fifteen, um, Gl- Glavin back in the day. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. Chicks dig the long ball. Mm-hmm. Well, Still one of the best commercials ever. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, but I'm over here choking I, to death. Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, no, I was say yeah. It, it's definitely grown on me, and I think it definitely helps with the you know the the longevity of careers. Um, you know, these guys like, you know, we brought up Pujols. That's one major example. Because some guys at the end of the day, all they can do is hit after a certain point in their career. Correct. Um, but I'm, I'm glad it is finally uniform. It's, the, it's you know, the same on both sides. Yeah, it just makes sense. I mean, it really exactly. does. All right, let's take a trip over to Honey's house. What's going on over in, uh, in Honeyville? Oh, Honeyville. So 
we love talking sports and you know i got this tech yeah i got the text that we were going to record probably about 45 minutes before we were going to record yeah my apologies and, guys i've been i've been go ahead and make fun of make fun. Uh, we're, we're off I'm schedule this week all wizards responsibilities Ooh, it always yeah. is married nah. this married guy over here a loser no you know it it it's given me an opportunity to feel extra productive. The last few days I've gotten up, I've done my cardio three to four hours, or not hours, miles. Three you know, to four like minutes. Said, <laughs> yep. Oh, that's my average, you know. <laughs> nah, man. I, uh, you know, I got up, I, I did a few miles outside. I went to practice. I did lunch with my buddy and then, you know, got home. So it's been a productive day. Okay. I spent the last 10 days dog sitting and I've, as much as I love the little doodles that I commonly watch, um, and they they bring me a hefty paycheck, it it uh, I love cleaning my house. I love walking around with a nice podcast in. So it's nice to have an empty house. So I get a productive Monday. I'm happy about it. I love it. Um, but we're gonna talk about basketball again, just because we're coming off All Star Weekend, um, and and I've got a few things that I want to discuss. One of the first things, easy. It got to be uh, Mac McClung. That dude's performance. Bunny. In the dunk contest. Oh, my God. 6'2". Uh, this dude came into the dunk contest. Um, I can't remember the exact quote, but he said, there are two dunks that have never been successfully completed at the dunk contest. My goal is to complete those. Um, I don't know that those are the ones he did complete. But the dude comes in, and I think he only attempted – he attempted the minimum amounts of dunks that he could. And he scored straight, you know, 48 to 50s. This is a dude who has played two NBA games. Um, I think the former record for minimum – for lowest number of NBA games played before a dunk contest win belonged to Kobe Bryant. And it was either 28 or 38. Still a pretty low number. But this kid is just showing, like, All-Star Weekend doesn't have to be all about the the mainstream perception of star power. I mean, this kid's a star in the making. He's showing it. 100%. And then they ask and then they ask him at the end of the dunk contest, can we go ahead and commit you, you know, to, to coming back and doing it next year? Oh, absolutely. I'm in. So we, we see this, this diva attitude from a lot of these guys that don't want to go in it. But, you know, I love that we don't have to, you know, have the LeBrons and the Vince Carters. We don't have to have those big names. We, you know, we see now we can put together an impressive event without having those mainstream names. I, uh, I've always thought, yeah. I've always thought that I, when and one and one mixtape, when and one was a big thing, mm-hmm. I always wanted a collab. Uh, you know, event where mm-hmm. the dunk contest was, all right, we got three NBA guys versus three and one guys. Yeah. And I thought that would be so cool. And, but on top of that is again, you know, there's, there's two guys I want to see in the dunk contest just because I've seen, I've been around one. I'm not going to name drop that, but I was around him for like an hour one day. It was cool. Um, <clears throat> and the other one is, why has LeBron never done it? Like, if you're like, don't you think like that's something 
as he was growing up and the first time he dunked and the first time he knew he was the king and deemed the king and was the greatest and he breaks the scoring record. I get it. LeBron's a, a terrific guy, a terrific ba- basketball player. He's done great things off the court as well, sent over like, you know, uh, 10,000 kids to college, paid for it all. I mean, it, you know, he's done great things. But sometimes his actions baffle me. Like, why, why would you not want to do the dunk contest? And the other one is I got to see Grayson Allen do it one time because he's yeah. my Matt McClung. That dude's got bunnies. He's got that extra calf muscle. Um, so does Matt, by the way. Um, there's an extra calf muscle some people have, and that's why they can jump like that. It's crazy. Six foot two, and he's above the rim. It's crazy. Yep. I, I almost wonder if my this is purely my opinion. He's never said anything. To, you know, put this idea in my head, but I almost wonder if LeBron's worried that he would it will make him. A, yeah, yeah. I mean, we look at the shows that you know LeBron or not LeBron, huh? Um, MJ and and Dominique put together back in the day, but then we bring back that greatest of all time argument: um, Jordan versus LeBron. And Le- LeBron misses the dunk trying to recreate the one from Jordan. And then now yeah. his legacy's destroyed. And oh. you know what, LeBron, you're still making 200 million a week. Mm-hmm. So stop. Um, but all-star weekend as a whole, I-, I will say it's, it's one of my, I mean, basketball is not even my favorite sport. I enjoy it, but I think I do look forward. I can confidently say, I look forward to NBA All-Star Weekend more than I look forward to MLB All-Star Weekend. As much as I love the Derby, yeah, um, you know the All-Star or the the Celebrity All-Star Game, the Skills Challenge. But this year, I just found it ridiculously underwhelming. I, you know, I love seeing Dame win the three-point contest, um, and just an example of you know a, a seasoned vet who's not afraid to get in there with these new guys and show that yeah. he still got it. Yeah. But I, I'm also, and this kind of goes back to our, our MLB all-star game talk. Cause as much as I hate that, it does determine home field advantage. I do like that those guys play with a purpose. Yeah. Um, and I'm a little bit worried that NBA all-star weekend has become more of a circus. I would like to see a little bit more competitive. I mean, last night, 184 to 175. Yeah, it's just a show. There's no defense played until probably, what, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter? And then suddenly everyone wants to pretend they're in game seven of the finals. (laughs) Well, that's how most of the NBA season goes anyway. That's true. Uh, But let me me ask you real quick. NBA All-Star snubs. Gilbert Arenas wants players drug tested after all-star vote. That is a headline I found. Again, it's based off my Hawks. Trey Young, definitely a cocky SOB. I would absolutely hate him if he was not on my team. But yeah, Gilbert Arenas wants NBA players drug tested after excluding Trey Young in all-star vote. Um, Trey Young did end up getting offered a an injured reserve spot because, you know, someone couldn't play and he turned it down. Uh, And I felt like, I I believe it was because he felt disrespected. But what do you think of the player vote? Just NBA All-Star Weekend as a whole. Has it kind of lost meaning? 
I think I think definitely it has. I, I think um, it's just like with the the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame has become a catastrophe. Um, it's, yeah. it's just a joke at this point. I, I don't care if a guy's a Hall of Famer or not. I have my Hall of Fame, and that's you know, and, and I think my Hall Put of Fame. Put Dale is, Murphy in. Put Dale Murphy in. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think my Hall of Fame is is spot on with most baseball dudes I know, and mm-hmm. we have like probably twenty five guys that are not in it. You know that should be. Um, but no, it's, it's, um, you know, the, uh, the fan vote is going to be, you know, whoever the, the hottest dude is in the city, um, mm-hmm. who's, whoever's on the billboard. But I think the player vote, um, you know, I don't know how much we can even trust all these votes, man. You know, yeah. I mean, if we can't even run, you know, uh, another, another type of voting system that's important to our nation, if we can't run that the right way, then who knows, you know, they're going to put in. Who who's gonna put put butts in the seats? Yeah, and and the thing about drug testing, like, um, seriously, like, come on, like, come on. Well, it's just crazy to me, man. Like, I know Young has definitely embraced. Um, and not saying he should have been the number one vote getter. Uh, you know, I know I get a lot of crap from people on this pod because I I talk about my guys and my teams. I'm well aware that my guys are not the best. Um, they're just what I'm most familiar with. Um, the exception to that rule is Stetson Bennett because he's clearly the greatest quarterback to ever play. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but, I mean, Trey Young, 26.7 points and 10.7 assists a game. And I'm just wondering if guys like that who have embraced the villain role versus guys like LeBron who are the face. You know, a lot of these guys I feel like are – has it become kind of like a high school uh, – president election 100 percent. who would we rather play with it's not the best and, and granted there's some great players but yeah yeah no there, there's quite a few guys left off of this year's and i and i i found that odd but um we're going into i mean we're in that that realm of social media and um everybody knows every single thing there is to know and mm-hmm. you know i just i don't know but the aaron fox james harden siakam from toronto anthony edwards university of georgia alum um, yeah, I, they can't all make it. I get it, but uh, I don't know. Maybe make it more statistical. All I'm saying is LaMelo Ball is still one of the goats, and if he ever stays healthy, then you guys will see it. I'm telling you, I've watched that kid since he was like nine when Lonzo was coming up, and the little um ball in the family show on Facebook they had. I watched every single episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a, I'm a mellow dude, bro. Um, he's he's a stud. I, yeah, a dad, dad needs, dad's finally learned to be quiet, luckily. Yeah, yeah, that's, we, that's we need to talk thing. about that on another one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that down for future topics. Yeah. But Look. that was my big thing, just just really all-star weekend, and I'm glad we touched on baseball earlier. Um, You know, we won't go into detail, but the Pro Bowl, flag football now, which was apparently recommended by Russell Wilson. He apparently called the commissioner and recommended that. I, I learned that a couple weeks ago. I, I don't doubt it. Um, there's there's got to be some way to put meaning, you know, get the best teams and as as cliche as it sounds, play for a charity. Let well, each team pick a charity. You know, we'll give for every point you score something like that. Like, give meaning in that respect. Well, think about it, man. I, I think that, you know, I always like basketball week, the weekend better than baseball because – you know, you have the dunk contest, you have the skills competition now, you have three-point contest, 
Then you have the game, you have the futures game, you have the celebrity game. Baseball does celebrity softball and all that stuff too. But you got to look at what sport it is. Basketball, mm-hmm. man, this is dudes running up and down the court like they, they love hooping. Like, yeah, go hoop. Baseball, I feel like it's probably a little tougher to an extent because, like, now, all right, I got to lock back in on trying to, as a hitter, I'm trying to say, who, who, what does he, what does he have on the mound? What am I, what are we doing? Who's behind the plate? You know, so on and so forth. But based on football, I don't even know why they have a Pro Bowl, bro. Like, so you're, re- think about this. As a player, your reward is going out there and getting your ass kicked for three hours, having to tackle dudes and hit dudes. That's your reward for being so good as, hey, go do it one extra time. I wouldn't want to do that. I'd be like, ah, I'm down with the flag football thing, man. Well, like, and, and little, little, little proposal here. If you're going to do flag football, if that's going to be the new norm, and we have now, what, uh, 17, 18 weeks in the, or in the NFL season, correct? Right, 18. So, and I believe there's supposed to be two bye weeks for each team starting next year. Mm-hmm. Give every team a neutral bye week midseason. Yeah. And and just put the Pro Bowl right in the middle of the season. Make it a break. Because if we're doing flag football, you don't got to worry as much about those injuries. And it would sure help my fantasy football team when I'm drafting to not have to worry about two bye weeks. That's true. That's very true. That's true. I, I still don't think they'd do it in the middle of the season, though, because then you'd have to have – you would be worried about torn ACLs and just, just any injury. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it's a good point. But could that not happen just as easily in baseball or basketball? That's true. Basketball for sure. Baseball yeah. baseball is always these hammy guys. Ah, oh, pull my hammy. Yeah. But yeah, just just my little two cents from Honey's house. Find a way to, to bring some meaning back to All Star Week. It's it's fun. But for those of us who um nerd out on sports way too much and overthink it, you know, prove us wrong. Bring that I meaning think, back to it. I think it's all fixed. This whole life is fixed. A thousand percent. I was all about Patrick Mahomes a couple weeks ago. Round earther. (laughs) At the end of the day, neither of us have been to space. So hmm. Hey, the earth is flat, I'm telling you. Exactly. All right, go on. Let's go to Wizardville really quick. It's going to be a quick one, guys. and It's a quick high horse. I was thinking about it a lot this morning. I I had a private baseball lesson that I do, a lot of those. And, um, you know, I just – I keep – I'm around a lot of baseball players, not just Somerville baseball players, let's be clear, not just South Carolina baseball players, let's be clear. Um, I, I talk to a lot of guys, players from around the nation. I talk to a lot of coaches from around the nation on a weekly basis. And one thing that's really sticking out to me is the youth athlete, all right, and private mm-hmm. private instructors. Um, they're They're – seems to be a disconnect of when high school kids are like, well, my, my high school coaches tell me this and this is what I'm, this is what you're telling me, or this is what my instructor is telling me, you know, or even travel ball versus high school ball. We see that same issue. Exactly. And I think, I think the, the biggest reason I want to bring this topic up is because we got to start figuring out kids have to understand that your private instructor um, and parents, your private instructor is not going to make your kid hit good. If you go to him ten mm-hmm. times a week, he's that's not what's going to make it. He if he, well, I, my my funny joke is somebody tell me, well, he's a good hitter. 
well, if he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? All right. So it's, if, if you're going to take your son to a private instructor, whether it's catching or hitting or infield or pitching, whatever it is, um, you know, what that instructor is just there for, you know, here's what I see. Here's what I want. Here's what I think we should work on. That guy is not responsible for your son being uh, or becoming a great baseball player. Your son's got to put in other work ethic. He has to have natural ability to play the game. He has to have the love for the game to come out there every day. If you're, if you're giving me X amount of dollars for an hour workout, then, you know, and he doesn't want to be there right now. He wants to be somewhere else. You know, if, if you're coming into, let's say you're a catcher and you're going into your high school season and you're working on this and your high school coach says, Hey, let's, I I want you to, I don't want you to do this. I want you to work on this. And you're like, well, that's not what my instructor says. You know, I, I, I think that the private and and I'm one of them, I'm, I'm, I'm in this classification. The private instructors are getting, uh, a lot of them are overreaching their boundaries. Your job Mm -hmm. is to make the kid comfortable and confident in his swing and whatever you're working on. Um, but I think too much of it is being placed on the travel, like you said, the travel ball uh, coaches and the, and the private instructors and the high school coaches are getting kicked to the wayside across the nation. And, and it's just, it's mind blowing to me that an hour a day or one hour a week with a guy trumps let's see, three, six, nine, 12, maybe 15 hours a day together with your high school coach. It's, it's, it's crazy to me. Well, and, and my, my big thing is these instructors. So, so typically if you're a starter on a high school baseball team, so you're getting three to four at bats a game, you're going to see on average, probably at least two pitchers. Yeah. That, that instructor cannot replicate, you know, every velocity rate, whether the student's a lefty or a righty, every pitch, you know, he can fix your swing. Yeah. But you have to adjust your swing to a different pitch, to a different release point. The best thing you can do is communicate with your teammates. When you strike out, don't sit there and say, Oh, poor me. When you're walking back to the dugout, tell your teammate, Hey man, this is what I saw, you know, when he released here or on his wind up here, like, and I feel like that's so much more effective Oh, oh, we, we got a special guest. We had a special guest. Well, she's going. Well, <laughs> so emotional. She it's is, a tough age. A she's at a, a tough guest. age. Special guest on the pod. Oh, Oakley Rose. My girl. Say what's up. My goodness. Clearly, she doesn't know you're on with me or she wouldn't be nearly this upset. Well, she she thought she was going to see your face. That was the problem. Oh, <laughs> I'll come visit her this week. I promise. I, I owe I I owe the wizard household <laughs> a visit. You do. Hey, say I seen your number too. There's a little laugh. There's a laugh. <laughs> Shout out, Mike Jenkins. Uh, but yeah, hey, communicate with you. So, oh, Bender, great guy. We need to get him on soon. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, man, I mean, these, what is a, and, and no disrespect to these instructors, because they can help you with a lot, 
Right. But fixing your swing is not going to fix what you see from every pitcher, whether he's throwing out of the slot or throwing completely overhand, whether he's throwing 95 or still throwing upper 70s. Like it, we, we can't be in the box with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can't be in the box with you. And, I mean, there's one guy up in Myrtle Beach that um, I'm sure still is like, well, he's the reason my son didn't play college baseball. No, your son didn't care. He didn't want to work, you know. And and you can come out. We were talking about it yet, uh, the, on Saturday uh, at, at uh, GWP when, when we took on uh, Carolina Forest in the scrimmage game and um, talking to a couple of my Carolina Forest, Forest buddies. Um, you know, I was like, it doesn't matter. You can have a kid at, at nine years old and he mm-hmm. can come in and you could work him out every single day. And you could be the greatest baseball coach of all time. And you could try to build the perfect baseball player. And the kid wants to be there. Every, everything, all the recipe is perfect, right? You can't recreate a PJ Morlando. Mm-hmm. The kid's just an anomaly. He's a generational guy. He was born, and God said, boom, go hit baseballs really far. And, and on the flip side of that, as good as P.J. Morlando is, and he's phenomenal, not a bad thing to say about him as a player, as a teammate, no one in baseball hits a 1,000. Exactly. Exactly. I was, you know, that's just what it comes down to. I, I, would love, I love you brought that up so I can say this on this podcast. I was um, – I was at the first game, and somebody looked at me and said, PJ's having a rough night. I was what? I said, what, one for two with a walk, an absolute rocket? Didn't he end up with two hits in that game? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he – the last time he came up, I had to bounce. But um, the – I know the first one he he hit a – he hit the moon, and the ball fell back down on the – on the pop-up to the left side. Third base couldn't catch it because it was coming down from outer space. Yeah. Um, which may have gone down as a hit, but it was an error. But I know he went one for two with a walk, and I, I the person said, PJ's kind of having a rough night. I looked over and said, stop talking. Yeah. Just, just the, No, PJ doesn't have rough nights. If he gets out, it's okay because he's human. Now, he's superhuman, but he's still partly human, okay? He's, he's just an absolute legend. And if, I, if, if I'm one of these these JV guys especially, and I have to have this conversation with a lot of them, um, one in particular, I'm not going to say his name. I love him to death. You know, I've, I've been on him about his whining since eighth grade. He is a phenomenal worker. But here's my thing. If you hit the ball to the gap three times, but an outfielder makes a phenomenal play, I, I get it. The box score says 0 for 3, but you put good swings on the ball. That's yeah. just the nature of the beast in baseball and every other sport. I mean, we see perfect passes from quarterbacks in football. Sometimes the defense is better. That doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Just keep adjusting. I've always said this to guys, and with all the young guys that do listen to this pod, that we know that this is the stat I want you to keep up with all year. Not if you went two for three in the game, okay, with with two hard hits and and then you popped out once. I I want you to have – or if you had – two duck farts, and a line drive. Mm-hmm. So if you had let's, – I'll, I'll break it down for you real quick. If you had two duck farts that fell in for a base knock and one line drive hard hit, okay, in the game you went two for three. On paper in the box score you went two for three. But with two duck farts and a hard line drive for an out, in my mind I went one for three. 
Mm-hmm. And that also goes to, I hit three shots right at the third baseman, went over three. In my book, I'm writing down tonight, I went three for three. Mm-hmm. I want you to have that mindset because of the negative connotation that is attached to every single part of baseball and every stat is is mind-boggling. And if guys would have a better, if guys had a more positive mindset with the game of baseball, which is based on failure, you're going to be a better hitter and a better, happier athlete all the way around. Yeah. So to wrap that up, private instructors, I think they get a bad rap, but I also think that um, I think some of them overstep. And I think that, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm one of them. And the first thing I tell um, tell parents when they come and they come and say, hey, oh, can you work with my kid? You know, well, you, you, you know, I, I do a lot of talking, man, because the game is so mental. You know, if the kid if the kid can hit a little bit, he's going to be all right, and he'll figure it out. There's levels to mm-hmm. it. I'm not teaching a 17 year old in a workout the same thing I'm teaching a nine year old because you have to grow to get to that point. So it's a long exactly. process, long process. So let's just pump the brakes on on holding anyone to a higher standard, including our kids, our baseball players, our sons. Let's let them be kids, play the game for the reason it's, it was built for, for fun, and it's called a game for a reason. And I think um, I think we shouldn't rely so much and say, hey, this well, he's going to this guy, so he he's going to be great. Well, that's not how it works. Your son's still got to go perform. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, man, my last thing, my final thought um, for this one, thank you guys for, for listening to this one. Like Drew said earlier, Drewster said, it's um I've I've been a little busy. Wizard's been a little little busy over here and and, and we just kind of threw this one together and it's man, we still crushed it. You guys gotta listen. It's so good. Um but you know, I heard a statement the other night from from a guy. His son lost his phone after the basketball game and um I was cleaning up some stuff over the scorer's table and and he said it was one this is the best thing I've ever heard, one of the best things I've ever heard. He said, um, where's, the dad said, where's your phone? He said, it was right here. He said, well, it's not right here. Where's it at? <laughs> and he said, I don't know. Starts freaking out. And uh, dad says, well, did you put it down over there when you went over there to try to go up there and shoot? And he goes, oh, yeah, I think so. And the kid ran over and found his phone. And the dad looked at me and two other guys and said, you know, if you put that boy's brain in a bird – that bird would fly backwards. Which would be kind of impressive, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking of these a little bit too literally, but, you know, maybe I belong in that conversation. If you put if you put Drewster's brain in a bird, it would fly backwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be a talented bird. Wrap us up, Drewster. All right, so my final thoughts. Um... So I'm going to tie mine into Trey Young uh, talk. I, I found a, a quote from Trey Young. Um, obviously, Somerville baseball, they're, they're coming off a rough start to their to their preseason scrimmage, you know, 0-2, but we've seen some great things. Oh, yeah. Um, but just I, I thought I'd apply this quote. I'll always have a chip on my shoulder until I hang my shoes up. No matter how long I play this game, the chip on my shoulder will always be there. That won't change. Somerville guys... We will always have a target on our back. We will always have that chip on our shoulder. Uh, I am happy to say that I have not seen 
you know, any hanging heads after those first couple scrimmages, because we know how talented we are. We know what a respected and, and just talented a program we are. Um, but keep that mentality, keep that chip on your shoulder. I'm excited to see what this season has in store. Well said, Drewster. Mm-hmm. Hey, Drew, I'll see you tomorrow, man. Aren't you forgetting something? Keep it cute or get cut. No. What's the <laughs> what's what's the, the title the premise. of the podcast? What's the premise of the podcast? Oh god. It's one thing to be late, but you're about to walk out of here without a, without your aimed. I've got a feeling I know what it is, but well that doesn't I, mean we don't like to be reminded. Well, no, I'm gonna switch it up this week. I still ain't gonna stop being politically correct. Hmm. Open-ended. Take it for what it's worth. I like that. Uh, well, me, as we know, um, last week started our still ain't BCs. So we're on number two. We're on B. And, oh, man. What was my what was my ain't? Oh, I remember. Sorry about it. All <laughs> right, this week, this week, I still ain't bogus. Now, one of the official definitions of bogus, not genuine. Um, in our field, in our lives, as men, as human beings, we can't please everyone. That's the truth. But I, I like to think that, you know, you and me and and a lot of people that we work close, closely with are genuine people. Sony Six Shooter. Exactly. Um, but guys, be genuine. I still ain't bogus. I'm one of the most genuine people you will ever talk to. You may not like everything I have to say. I don't even like everything I have to say. Um, typically, I'll listen back to this a week later and be like, what was I thinking? But you can quote me. Everything I say is genuine. I agree with that 100%. All right. I will see you tomorrow, my friend. Hey, we're back at it. Back to the nut house, baby. Oh, yeah. You can't beat it. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, and also, because this comes out Wednesday morning, um... Somerville baseball program, two scrimmages. We'll be at GWP playing Berkeley. That's going to be a big one for the varsity program. Um, And if you feel like taking a little road trip, your JV squad will be over at. Oh, Lord. Why is why is the name slipping my mind? I've been correcting people all week. At the other place. What, What is it? It's not Bishop England. It's not Lucy Beckham. It's two words. James Island. Nope. Nope, nope. Well, all, all I know, no offense to anyone, Wednesday night, I'll be at the firehouse, boys. Exactly. It's, it's going to be a big night for, uh, for Somerville sports in general. Huge night. Exactly. Philip Simmons. Sorry. Philip Simmons. Simmons. All right. But keep, keep, keep the old Green Wave athletics uh, in your thoughts, in your prayers. And if you got nothing to do, go check out one of those great games on Wednesday. Hey, I'm going to give a shout-out to a local company, uh, Fancy Trimmings. Um, oh, yeah. just, just picked up a uh, um, four, four different garments from them today that uh, I took over to get embroidered. And um, 
oh, Wiz is coming to the schoolhouse this week with some heat. Just letting you guys and, know. And you didn't even get me anything made. Thanks for that. Oh, bro. Wait till, wait till you see the black and white and silver Nike polo. Oh, oh. We, didn't, we didn't go green and gold Oval S. Well, you'll see the heat, guys. I'm excited. Can't wait. Hey, go, go green wave. Night. Go big green, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's get and it. most importantly, keep it cute or get cut. And I still ain't sold out. There it is. <laughs>